Matt Moody. I'm the founder of Locals.io, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I have been on a wonderful journey with this podcast. And it has introduced me to so many people from all around the world. We've had some really fascinating talks about virtual reality and augmented reality and all the things that entrepreneurs are doing in the field of smartphones, apps. Uh, It's really just been wonderful. We've actually had quite a number of guests in the past uh, from Spain. Uh, It seems to be like something going on over there with just the entrepreneurial creativity. So if you uh, are interested in some of those previous uh, episodes, uh, do get in touch with me. Remember my website, theappguy.co, and uh, you can always uh, reach me by email, paul at theappguy.co, and I can send you some of those past episodes. But now today, uh, we do have an entrepreneur from Spain. Uh, his name is Xavier Paloma, and he is the founder of a company called Sias. Uh, if you just go to P-S-I-O-U-S, Sias.com, and you can see his website. He is into smartphone-based virtual reality. I'm, I'm really looking forward to our chat. So, Xavier, it's, it's wonderful that you could join us today on the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me today. It's a pleasure and an honor for us to be here today. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor for me to have you and I'm already the thing that got me really excited when I reached out to you Xavier is that uh, your website has a guy looking like uh, he's using what looks like an Oculus Rift and it's a virtual reality headset perhaps you could tell us uh, you know a little bit about Sias and uh, what you're you're doing with it yeah Sias is a technology that is uh, trying to democratize uh, virtual reality treatments uh, especially for mental health care in mental healthcare, there is this uh, therapy called exposure therapy, where they use uh, um, imagination or real exposure to uh, help patients overcome uh, their anxiety problems. For example, if you are afraid of flying, uh, the therapy will expose you to the situation. In the fear of flying case, uh, they will ask you to imagine that you are inside of a plane, or they will uh, go with you into a plane, so that's the exposure therapy, right? Uh, Both systems are not mm, the best ones. Uh, Virtual reality has been out there for more than 20 years and has been used in research and large institutions, and it's proven that it's uh, an effective alternative. But but we are the first of uh, using a a a mobile-based virtual reality solution so we don't use Oculus, actually. Um, we use a, a mobile, uh, any smartphone and a, a virtual environments to, uh, to expose the patient using a virtual reality exposure therapy, right? And uh, the headset you see is a, is a headset when, where you sleep in the, the cell phone and uh, it performs exactly like a, an Oculus Rift uh, headset. This is just so wonderful. And I almost am thinking back to the event last year, the Google I.O. And my show was actually uh, uh, presented there in the sandpit. And uh, I remember the uh, big thing that year was the cardboard box where you slot in a smartphone. 
and you turn the cardboard headset uh, costing $20 or whatever it was into a, a virtual reality set. So, so yours is a bit more sophisticated, but it's still the process of putting a phone into the headset and using that then to experience virtual reality. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. This is exactly what we do. Our product is not uh, cardboard-based. It's more uh, plastic-based. So it's a little bit more uh, professional. But yeah, the concept is exactly the same. I think, Actual- it, I think it was Google having a, almost a joke at Facebook saying, you've just bought Oculus Rift for how many billion? And we've just <laughs> created a headset out of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually true. And, uh, and the performance at the end is very, very similar. So uh, it, it just we'll rem- it reminds that. me of how uh, powerful our smartphones are that we carry around with us and so they can do this. But I-, I want to get into your journey as an entrepreneur. The show is all about inspiring others. Uh, and it's just an unbelievable idea helping, you know, mental uh, p- patients with mental health care. How did you come up with the concept? And perhaps you could talk us through that, you know, making taking it from, uh, an idea that you, you know you had to making it happen. Yeah, that uh, that was my co-founder's fault. <laughs> he actually started the company before I joined the company. Uh, he was afraid of flying. Uh, his name is Danny Rudge, and uh, he was afraid of flying. And um, and uh, he decided to treat himself, and he realized that uh, there are not that many solutions out there. Uh, especially cheap solutions and affordable and uh, and easy to use as as easy as on a smartphone and uh, he started looking for uh, different approaches to the solution the exposure therapy and uh, he realized he uh, got in touch with the virtual reality exposure therapy and well here we are <laughs> so, isn't that wonderful so uh, in a way this show and i keep going on and on but it's worth reminding the listeners right now that the successful entrepreneurs have a real world problem that they're trying to solve and it's usually something that they're experiencing the pain point as well so if i'm right in summarizing that your co-founder had a fear of flying wanted to try to solve that problem and then decided to pursue the therapies that you can get within the virtual reality uh, and as a result, then, uh, how did you end up joining? Is it a friend of yours? Uh, what Did he actually approach you to, to co-found the company? How, how did that relationship work? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. We met in college at the university. We are both uh, physicists and we met there. And then we separate our uh, lives for a while. But then uh, we, start, uh, we started chatting eventually uh, using Facebook or Skype or without any... Uh, goal or without any uh, yeah, goal uh, but um, and at some point we both realized that we we were uh, both trying to do something and he said hey Xavi I'm uh, I start I'm thinking of starting this company what do you think and uh, well I said man uh, I love your idea and at that point I was uh, pursuing my PhD and uh, and I quit my PhD to join the, this venture with along with Danny. This is what I want to get into because uh, in the pre-chat we had, I did explain that some of the listeners have actually made life-changing decisions as a result of listening to the guests that I get onto this podcast. Mm-hmm. And 
so here you are you're you're in the you know for pursuing a phd but you get so excited by the potential of running your own company in the startup and trying to solve this real world problem perhaps you could just describe to the listeners what it feels like when you you, you make that decision how how did you overcome the uh almost like the fear of you know doing something which it could be quite radical yeah that 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 was actually uh yeah i mean i always had the feeling that uh, i want i always wanted to start doing my own running my own business right and um but i started doing research going after uh, my phd and uh, and can i i kind of forgot about this this uh, feeling i had when i was younger and uh, and eventually it just uh, it came it came back uh, uh, i don't remember exactly why and um, and i was struggling struggling between uh, hey uh, i'm in almost i was almost finishing my phd and uh, and i was but i was thinking every single day this is what i really want to do and um, and i i think at at the end everything matches right when your thoughts say something and uh, your friends are asking you to do something and you find a good opportunity and uh, everything comes together right and uh, it's just a matter of uh, feeling the reality feeling the, that everything is asking you to do that so well thanks for sharing that you know it sounds like a genuine uh, in a way I'm really interested in that because uh, I had the same feelings uh, when I was young and then I uh, after traveling the world I ended up uh, going into the city of London and uh, working in a career in finance but it took me a long time to realize uh, that I'd made a mistake and I was following the wrong path and that's why I set up this podcast to help other people realize that sometimes you have to ignore what your rational brain is telling you yeah. and you have to go with your gut feeling. Yeah, because if you think twice what you are going to do, you are probably not going to do it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And it becomes harder the more ingrained you get into a career. I had to give up six figures to go and pursue this and it, it's almost like your brain is saying, what on earth are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to be destitute. You're going to be living on the streets. You, you won't be able to afford a house and, and the fear is, is unbelievable. But uh, once you overcome that, then you realize that you made the best mistake. You, the, you know. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's the best mistake even though. <laughs> so back back to the product then so uh, i'm assuming that you had quite a um, a good amount of beta testing or testing with patients just to try and figure out uh, the improvements that uh, your system was uh, you know perhaps you could talk through the stages of early development and how you got feedback on the product being in the healthcare space is that the uh the clinical validation or that the, the research behind or the science behind is super important. Uh, someone says uh, no science, no business, no? So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely super important, not just getting feedback to develop a good product, but also uh, the validation, the, the, the scientific validation of the product, right? So, um, so it's not a, an easy path because... Uh, 
science needs requires a lot of money and time and and people and resources and and to develop an app is not easy but it's faster and probably easier right to than going through a clinical trial so it was tough at the beginning how we manage these two different legs of our company because uh, when you are a small when you don't have resources you have to do everything and and going after a clinical validation is, is tough but uh, but in some way we managed to do uh, more than clinical trials we did uh, pilots so uh, small study, studies with uh, very few patients which allowed us to say hey um, we have the same results uh, that we found in the literature so we say hey we don't have um, clinical trials so super strong validation but we have something similar and nowadays how we are doing it is uh, we are validating the product with our customers which are uh, professionals clinicians and we validate the product with them which means they test they measure the anxiety of the patient whenever they use our product and this is on the field validation right uh, this is a new approach that i find is super interesting especially in the in the uh, m health or digital health space where everything goes faster than a clinical validation and you can validate it on the field right you have to have a small pilot to say hey we can do it but then you can validate it on the field if you don't have to have fda or any regulatory issues right so yeah because uh, it, it, it's actually an area which is really growing is the whole healthcare you know with apple launching its health kit and google and the whole digital healthcare is really coming in. The, the watch is going to be uh, very interesting to uh, look at from a health perspective. And so this could be the year of, um, you know, that. But it was interesting listening to you uh, overcome the hurdles, which is the clinical validation process. And I'm assuming that dealing with that is, like you say, incredibly, uh, actually difficult and old fashioned and takes a lot, a long time. So um, you ended up, uh, what I understand is t testing it, uh, and then now you're giving the product to your customers, but testing it through um, the uh, clinicians that you have working with you, and uh, you you're getting some good results. Uh, to, yeah. to be fair, it seems pretty obvious to me. Uh, it put somebody in a, a virtual reality world with uh, on a plane that's scared of flying, and they've got the safety of you know being on the ground, but they can experience the feelings that they would have whilst flying and they can try to manage those it just seems so obvious yeah it is right it's just uh, getting used to the situation at the end it's called exposure therapy and it has a lot of uh, important names or scientific names but at the end it's just getting used to that and uh, so it's yeah it's, it's easy and it's straightforward it's not there is no secret behind no magic no anything so also the big question I get from the listeners is uh, to do with funding. And you said quite early on that it was tough when you don't have a lot of resources. Um, assuming that you uh, built this company up uh, yourself with your own finances, or, or did you actually go in and get funding from a venture capitalist or an angel investor? No, until now, no. Uh, we, fund, we fund the company from, from our own money. 
some public help also, some public funding. Uh, but right now we are going through this uh, uh, rising money process uh, the first, for the first time. So, uh, How's that going for you? Because I know that I've been dealing with a number of entrepreneurs over this last week, actually, as we're speaking, uh, helping them raise 750000 in the U.S., or uh, helping them connect with angels. How's it going for you in, in that whole process? Uh, it, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's uh, an interesting process because uh, you, you see your company from your own uh, perspective, right? And you say, yeah, everything is fine. Everything is going in the right path. But then you have to go into the super deep finances and uh, strategy and... Uh, and these different views of the company, which are very interesting, and, uh, and at the end, it is a very interesting process. Not just because uh, at the end, hopefully, we are going to fund the company with uh, some private money, but also because uh, you learn a lot. Because um, they have different perspectives of uh, what you are doing and how you are doing it. And... Um, so it's a very, very interesting process. Yeah, I can imagine it's actually very difficult getting in front of the right investors as well. They're t- just even their time uh, uh, trying to get them on the show. Uh, they're the one f- few, uh, you know, people, professionals that f- I find it challenging to get on to this show. So it's, uh, and I'm not raising money. So I can imagine it's really uh, challenging. So, uh, uh, oh, that's really interesting. Um, I just want to, uh, I guess, just finally... If, if, um, go through uh, the monetization of it as well and you said you had some interesting chats uh, I mean your route to a profitability on this I'm assuming is sell it, selling the app as a paid app and then having uh, additional services that you offer to your users your customers so um, so we offer the product for free to our uh, clinician so uh, they don't have to pay anything and actually we give them some uh, uh, marketing and some recognition among the community uh, because we do a lot of efforts there to recognize our own brand and, um, and we say, hey, uh, we believe our brand is strong and our product is a good uh, medical product, but also we say N plus our uh, clinicians, our psychologists, the psychologists are using our tool are also uh, on the top. Uh, evidence-based uh, psychologists that they are using the last, the state of the art in technology and uh, treatments. And, uh, and we give all of this for free to our clinicians and then we charge um, per session. Uh, we ask the clinician to, uh, to charge the patient uh, uh, per session. So yeah, at the and end, this is all locally, is it, in the Spanish market or are we talking globally? We are talking globally. Uh, oh, really? Are, okay. Yeah, we are on. We are only actively selling in in Spain, which means we are only we only have a, a sales force selling in Spain, but we actually have customers all over the world, uh, from New York to Australia to um, Africa to South America. So we have <laughs> users all over the world. Yes, that's that's being super exciting. People. You can imagine no, being one uh, on Monday morning at the office uh, and getting a call from Australia selling, saying, hey guys, I, I saw your product somewhere and uh, I got excited and I want to use it with my patient. You, you can imagine how 
excited and happy and, and proud you feel no, when you get those kind of calls or well, I know exactly how you feel because I uh, bumped into somebody who recognized me and he I was in Dubai and uh, he recognized me from the podcast. So, yeah, when uh, you, uh, you realize the global impact that you're having on what you're doing, it's just so exciting. And, and that's why I love I love the digital. So there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye to you, Xavier, is that the first thing is we always try to use an episode to figure out another idea for developers to think about and typically i ask the guest if you have any other ideas i'm very tempted to try to expand upon what you're doing and seeing if there's an uh, other um other opportunities in a way uh, because are you focusing is it just on the fear of flying or is it all the the various fears you know fear of spiders and uh, you know what sort of fears are you focusing on? Yeah, we have the most common fears. Uh, we are focusing in the specific phobias, which are phobias such as fear of flying, fear of uh, driving, which are uh, phobias to a, a specific situation, right? Um, but we are growing into a general phobia, such as social phobia, agoraphobia, which are not that specific. And, um, and our idea is to grow into the PTSD and, and the whole, most of the mental health space because a virtual reality can be used in, in such a different ways and uh, it can help a lot of these uh, sufferers, right? So um, that, that's our approach and that's along the, run, along the path we are going to try to walk all these different possibilities. Yeah, I can imagine, like, so for example, acrophobia, I... Uh, can imagine that we put your headset on and then suddenly we're completely surrounded by spiders and uh, uh, yeah we can then talk through our feelings with a cl clinician uh, are you expanding outside of phobias because i can imagine at the you know the idea is so fascinating and uh, you know for example if i was in a, a wheelchair for say i would love the experience of using your headset to um uh, there's this talk about drones where uh, you take the drone and you take a, a forward-facing camera on the drone and then you can actually uh, a fl um, basically have a headset on and and go where the drone's going. And so pe people that are bound to wheelchairs just put on a headset and then go uh, and fly the drone around their street and go for a walk or, you know, around their street with the drone. And uh, you heard about that? Yeah, that's, that's definitely an approach. Uh but step by step, as, a, as an entrepreneur, we have to be focused on what we are doing and what's, what's our product, and we have to be 100% focused. In the future, yeah, hopefully we can jump into these uh, different fields that are at least as exciting as the, the, what we are doing now, but... Uh, but uh, focus, 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 100%. Yeah. I know, because you, uh, you can just, I mean, it's very easy to get very excited by everything yeah, going exactly. on. That's, but yeah. uh, so it's really for the listeners, giving them ideas and, and food for thought. And it's the idea of having a virtual reality headset and then doing some really interesting things with uh, drones. And uh, that that's potentially, because you can get a drone now for $1,000 will give you a really awesome drone with high definition camera. And uh, you can then uh, just uh, navigate that with your phone and uh, have the view of the, the drone, which is uh, <laughs> very futuristic. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Techno where the technology is going is just 
amazing and unbelievable. So it's an exciting time. And the final thing we do is is the App Guy podcast. So obviously we love talking about apps. I wondered if you had your phone nearby and if you could tell us uh, one or two apps that you feel are good discoveries for us that we may not have come across before. Uh, yeah, I definitely use a lot of uh, Treo. This a uh, a management tool to for a project. You know what app I'm talking about? Trello. Yes, tre- Trello. Trello. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how to pronounce that. It's in okay. No, it's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's an app Trello that uses is, it. It's definitely a good one. Uh, uh, and um, I'm using the usual ones. Gmail. Uh, Inbox actually is, a, is an amazing app. The Inbox by Gmail. That's a, an amazing app. So, uh, oh, did you, How did you get into that? Were they doing... Are they still doing the beta or invites only uh, i know that there was a yeah you can ask for that you can go into inbox.com or something like that and and ask for a for a, a license to use it so right okay well um there's two wonderful recommendations and uh, if you didn't catch that as you're listening just go to the appguy.co and search for episode 221 uh, with chavia and uh, i'll put links to those two apps and actually i was i was uh going through my smartphone to see what apps do I have. And uh, I have two more interesting apps, actually. SmartQuit, to quit smoking. I smoke and I try to quit. And SmartQuit, I think, is a good a good one. And uh, one from sailing, uh, sailing a boat. It's called The Game Barcelona. It's a Barcelona wall race. It's a sailing competition uh, all over the world. Well... Uh, these are two super exciting apps. So, oh great! Okay, well I'll make sure I put links to to this. So, Xavier, uh, you've got me so excited. It's been wonderful going through this journey. Uh, how best can people reach out to you? Yeah, well, they can reach me by email. Is the easiest way uh, Xavier at sires dot com. Um, and uh, if they want to visit our website, also they can uh, sires dot com, and we will show them everything we they have and if they want to try it we are always open to talk and to uh, explore a new path and new uh, collaboration well i feel like you're on the right track because if facebook can buy out oculus rift for the billions that it did then it, <laughs> it just is putting a big firm stamp in, in the technology of virtual reality and it's, it's been a long time coming because i remember getting very excited about virtual reality in 1980 you know so i think it's yeah. the late 80s and uh it was the the future and here we are 20 years on and uh, and really you know it's not commonplace yet i mean the just the fact that we're talking over skype and not in a virtual reality office is uh yeah it shows you how f- far behind the curve with with uh, exactly that that's an interesting approach actually yeah i i would lo- love that i would love uh, for it to wear a, a headset where i slot in a, a phone and then then i'm meeting you face to face in a virtual reality space and uh not far in the future, not far in the future. Okay, wonderful. Well, Xavier, thanks a lot. There's the Thank buzzer, we're much. time to go. <laughs> bye, bye for now. Thank you, bye-bye.